Tokozani, Magu, Namaste, Selbona, I see you and recognize the divine in you, in me, in all of us. I am Gogo Tulegani. I'm a Sangoma medicine woman, priestess, seer, diviner, time traveler, and all of the great things that my ancestors have created me to be. I am devoted to the ancient ways of the ones before me who were healers, wisdom keepers, who understood the stars, the warriors, and I am a keeper of the wisdom of the elements of nature. This audio series, Ancestral Dreams, and prophecies is a gateway or a sacred space to see our dreams as teachers and helpers for those on a spiritual journey by demystifying the ancestral realm, our subconscious, and to build bridges between our individual dreams and to share what fuels and inspires my work as an ancestral healer. Thank you for joining the journey. Peace. Welcome back. Um... So I'm just going to make a confession right now and say that I don't know what today's episode is about. But what I do know is that I'm going to be exploring the concept of the dreams that I did not understand or do not understand or, you know, the great mystery. And so I wanted to share this from a space of you know, the realities, the real, you know, the the things that come up on the path, the outliers that appear, the things that open that you didn't expect. <laughs> and um and just seeing how that is also a part of the teaching and also a part of life. And I think that yeah, I just I have woken up from dreams in tears. I have woken up from dreams upset I have woken up from dreams confused like what why uh (laughs) I've never even seen that person I don't know what part of the world that's going down in but what does it have to do with me (laughs) and especially like you know I have to admit that I have complained to the ancestors like look I get up every day and I go to this altar and I ask you to help me and you telling me about everybody and they mama. What about me? <laughs> I have gone through some phases, man. Okay. Um, so yeah, like everybody else on the planet, you know, sometimes I don't understand. But luckily, the more I have tracked my dreams, the more I have understood and the more I have kind of come out of them from a from a neutral space like I'm not as emotional about these things I can observe them and I can be you know you know how like elders have like this patience that's just like they just listen and wait and listen and wait and it's like I have that persona now around you know the spiritual realm or at least more and more every day still have some shocking moments but um <laughs> it's all good and i also wanted to share this because you know i i've received mess- some of these things because i've received messages from people in tears from dreams or confused from dreams and you know i think sometimes the way that i talk about dreams you may assume that every single i i believe that every single dream is significant or has a meaning or has an interpretation and it's not so much that I I think that, it's that I believe in synchronicities. I believe in what they say about nothing being for nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I believe that there's a divine plan or science to this. Um, and I think that even if we may not always know the meaning or the reason, I do believe that it exists. And I don't believe that we have to know, but I trust that um, exploring knowing, exploring our intuition is, um, it's the map that I desire to follow. I don't know. This world has set up a lot of maps. It has set up a lot of structures. It has set up a lot of gateways and options. And um, a lot of them don't resonate with me, but this one does. So yeah, let's go into the excerpt for the for this episode. This excerpt comes from a Western woman named Vicki Noble in the book Shakti Woman. 
She writes, the material in our dreams lends itself to a variety of interpretations and analysis. All the techniques for understanding and working with dreams can be interesting and useful in terms of psychological development, growth, self-understanding, and so forth. But on a deeper level, dreams are not to be understood, not to be grasped. Shamanically, they guide us and provide us with direct, holistic information to which we do not have access to in the daytime. We may not ever actually come to understand the creatures in our dreams or the real meanings of their visits. I could write pages of Jahangir, Jungian interpretations about spiders or about Native American myths and cross-cultural stories with spiders and spider women as the subject, but it wouldn't really explain the why of the dream. The only thing that really matters in the dream work is the personal experience, the tactile, the vibrational experience that stays with me forever. As complex human beings, we might deal with our dreams in a myriad of ways all of which are fun and satisfying, leading to healing and empowerment. But the important thing to keep in mind as we dream and pay attention to dreams is the inscrutability of the mystery. Dreams come from the mystery. They are manifestations of the deep unknown of spirit and even beyond spirit. They speak to us in a language that is cross-cultural and without racial bias. They allow communication with anyone, anywhere, of any species. They put us in touch with everything at all times, telepathically and completely. Any dream work we do is for the purpose of simply penetrating the first layers within our rational understanding so that we can integrate and assimilate material from the archetypal realm into everyday waking consciousness. The mystery itself can be felt as a giant web that holds us all in contact and an undeniable connection with one another, as well as with our other selves throughout all our lifetimes so it goes on so yeah i i love this perspective um mostly because it's very important to understand the the mystery right um the various levels of experience that are possible in our dreams and the possibility that you know sometimes we're not going to understand the whys and the hows and the symbolisms in dreams can vary so much um a spider or a tree in one culture can mean something completely different in another or um can have a very common dream but for that one person in this specific dream in this one time can vary so much um and I just thought that excerpt kind of just went well with today's sharing because I am talking about the, the mystery and the things that weren't always obvious or easy to understand. So I'm going to share just some thoughts and some ideas, not in any particular order, just things that um, have stood out to me in terms of dreams, things that maybe I didn't understand or I don't understand, or it's still a theory in my mind, because what I like to do is call something a theory until I've had a number of experiences to really confirm it as wisdom. Um, and so I'm open and standing in that, that sea of the unknown for a little bit. So let's get into it. One of the things that have been very emotional and sometimes disturbing in dreams has been the things that I and we see in our dreams about our loved ones. Because um, when we step into the dream realm, we experience time as multifaceted, time as the past, time as the present, and time as the future. Um, our dreams have this possibility of showing us possible aspects of the past and possible aspects of the future um, that we may not be aware of. And so one of the hardest things to see is things that might have happened, did happen, or will happen to somebody that we love and that we care for deeply. And because the emotion of love is so strong, um, it is definitely an emotion that 
um, we carry into the spiritual realm because we care about people, because we are aware of other people and ourselves, we may see things about them in our dreams. And so one of the most common experiences that a lot of us have because we are spiritually gifted and because we have the natural um, frequency of intuition within us, we are going to receive information about our family members. And um, one of the hardest things that a lot of us see in our dreams is the potential death or the potential passing or the potential transition of somebody that we know and somebody that we care about. And um, I, I haven't experienced a lot of this, but I have experienced enough of this um, and, and witnessed enough of this to know how hard that is. Um, sometimes as seers of any kind, we just happen to tap into knowing about things that some of us rather not know ahead of time. Um, or some of us would like to know ahead of time, but it's just so shocking to our system that we don't even know what to begin to do about it. And um, one of our first responses, you know, is fear, is to be afraid of losing somebody. And one of the things that I talk about is that it this this is something that is really specific to each individual because our dreams can be very literal and exact and accurate and then our dreams can be very metaphorical and when it comes to death and dying and transition in dreams it really depends on the type of dreamer that you are excuse me and so you have to and this is one of the reasons why we track our dreams is because you have to pay attention to well am I one that dreams in this way that is always accurate or am I one that dreams in this way and it never actually really happens within months um you might be the type of dreamer that all when you dream of death you are dreaming and and picking up intuitively that this person is going through a major change a major transformation something about their life is ending on an energetic level um as opposed to on a physical level um, death in itself is a is a metaphorical transition. We don't always we don't we die many times living this life on a non physical level. You know we leave one place to go to another. We move um, to different cities and different homes. We start new careers. Um, we lose our jobs and 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 find another one. Um, we experience transitions in a lot of ways through puberty through rites of passages um so dreams of death can signify like a major change that you or somebody else is going through and because you care about that person you're going to tune into it and so the other type of dreamer is one who literally um dreams of of future events to happen and so someone may dream of a death in some form and will find out in in this physical realm um that it does happen within weeks and within months and you know a lot of times the people who perceive this the most are the people who have the hardest time with it um because as intuitive people we are very sensitive and we do care a lot um and, and sometimes it is just so difficult to be a seer and a, a lover at the same time. Um, and what I have to say to this is that, you know, if anything, we are being shown our gifts. And, sometimes, and our automatic reaction also is that because we see it, we feel like we are meant to prevent it or are meant to do something about it. Um, And that may be the case. You may be somebody that's like a death doula. You may be somebody that's meant to support people through the transition of death. But for most of us, that is not the case. And um, I can't say that I know exactly why we are shown things that we don't always, we're not always in a position to do something about. But I do believe that our guides and our spirits and God and the universe um, likes us to make aware to be aware of things so that we can prepare so that um, it's not as shocking to us when it actually goes down in the physical realm um, 
or we can be the person who knows and can support and can nurture the people that we love. Um, and we can be, if anything, the prayer warriors Yes, that can support people energetically because we are seeing them energetically um, to, to lend energy and support and love to that situation. So um, that is something that comes up. That is something that happens. And that is something that is just so real. Um, I, I tend to be the dreamer uh, in terms of death and transitions for it to always, for the most part, be a, a metaphorical thing. Um, it's like an alert from the spirits that, okay, something is happening with this person. Check on them or, um, or just send them some good energy or just be an acceptance of what is. Um, the next experience that I think we all have is in terms of spiritual guides, because many of us are looking to connect with our spiritual guides. We're looking for guidance. We're looking for direction. We're looking for the beings who have come into this lifetime with us and agreed to help us. And um, one of the things that I've just noticed is how some of our spiritual guides, um, it's like they come and they go. You might see a totem here or there once or twice, or you might see an ancestor come to you one time, two times, or like months and years in between. And this has always made me wonder, like, where, okay, where, where, where y'all, you came to me. Um, I would love to connect more. Let's get to know each other. <laughs> um, you know, where are you at? You know, you came to me, you revealed yourself to me, and I'm, I'm trying to connect. I want to know more, but it seems like they're now more quiet or they are now more distant. And um, or maybe they only come to us in dreams and we don't see them in our meditations or they only come to us in ceremony and we don't necessarily feel them when we're at our altars and praying or we only feel them when at our altars. But everything else we do, they're not there. And, and a hundred, a hundred other different ways that I could split this, you know, we are experiencing various levels of things. And one of my perspectives, one of my theories around this is, um, one, I believe that certain um, spirits, well, what I know is that certain spirits come to us at very specific times in our lives when we are needing something, when something is urgent, um, we have many, 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 many different types of spirits, and not all of them are meant to be involved in everything that we've been called to do and experience in this life. And so, yes, certain spirits come and certain spirits go. Um, and I use the word come and go very figuratively because I do believe that everything that we are connected to is always present. And that's the second part that I... I really feel it's something that my journey pushed and challenged me to just accept. Yes, you know, if they came to you, if they revealed to you, if they came and assisted you in this moment in time, it is because they are always present. And it's not, they don't, my theory is that they don't always feel the need to present themselves because honestly, that's a little bit of human ego to always declare yourself and I am this and I am here and I am, you know, in your face. Um, I, the spirits don't have as much ego as we do. They don't feel the need to always show themselves in one form, um, in one clothing, in one way. Sometimes you just feel them and you don't see them. And so I can go on and on about this, but um, the most important thing that I, I, I feel is that there are certain guides that carry a certain quality and we know this you know the lion spirit for example is commonly associated with strength with courage with um might and so when the lion spirit comes it is coming to teach us something around that energy and it may be coming to say you need more courage you need to trust yourself more you need to be more confident you need to work on that solar plexus energy of 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 strength and you may be going through a period of time where you don't feel strong or you, you become aware that, okay, I need to work on this, but I'm really struggling with this. This is not my natural habitat of being. And so maybe the lion spirit comes to tell you, you need to be strong and it waits for you to work on strength. 
Yes, it waits for you to rise up to the call on strength. And so it takes its it takes its step back so that you can work on that, so that you can radiate at that frequency. Or you may notice that it's only around when you are radiating that frequency. And so certain spirits are going to come when you match their energy, when you are open to receiving them, when you're open to actually using the teaching that they have for you to access. And so that's that's my understanding and I'm sure there are other other interpretations of ways of understanding the, uh, this, but um, as Vicky explained, it's it's a mystery. I don't know ultimately why some spirits come seemingly come and go, but I do feel like um, one thing that the ancestors want us to ex- just accept instead of go back and forth on and deny or or, or feel insecure about is to to just accept that they are with you yes um i know sometimes we have a hard time with life and we feel alone and um we want to feel with each other a certain way because it feels good when like you know we're spending time with our loved ones and we have that interaction and we can touch and we can feel and we can sense it in a way that feels real but i believe the spiritual journey is about feeling in a different is all is also about feeling in a different way and it's feeling from a sense of just knowing even though it doesn't always physically feel present Hmm. yeah so the next um experience that I really want to share because I feel like many of us are having this experience um and it's this this concept of us meeting each other in our dreams in a way that I have come to understand as going to school in our dreams. A lot of us are going to school in our dreams. We are receiving teachings in our dreams. And so there are certain spaces in the spiritual realm where people are gathering in order to learn similar things. Um, I have literally been to school in my dreams in the sense that um, I have been in a school setting, I have been on a school bus, or I have been in situations where I'm in this like community space where other people like me are learning about something very similarly, um, or people who have a certain type of spiritual gifts, um, whether it's working with medicines or working with Um, just channeling. Um, There are schools in the spiritual realm where we are all gathering to receive certain knowledges and activations. And I believe that this is how the the teaching and the the reflection or the thing that we hear about, um, that we're all students and that we're all learning and the school is life. Yes, the school of life is a metaphor that I feel like is... um, is shown in our dreams, you know, and, you know, the ancestors or the spiritual realm has a funny way of letting us know when we're messing up, (laughs) when we're late for school, (laughs) when we're slacking, when we're lazy, and all of the things. Um, It's funny because this concept of being in school in our dreams is one of the first times that I experienced in dreams, like being, you know, I was late for class And it was the first time in my dream that I actually was able to know exactly what time it was in the dream. There was a clock. I saw the time. I knew I was late. (laughs) And um, I just find this interesting. I don't have like um, this deep thought or meaning behind it because it's just something that I'm noticing. It's just something that is a pattern. And it's a place where I have seen people that I know in my day to life, day to day life, and also people that I don't know. And I feel like the symbolisms in these types of dreams are very much the things that we need to apply, you know, in our day to day, in our practices. And it's something that I just kind of wanted to mention because it would be amazing to hear if other people are, are recognizing that they are going to school, that they are initiating in their dreams, that they are receiving, are, are meeting, we are meeting each other. And another thing that was interesting, um, in in another book about dreams that I'll I'll share at another time but in this dream the the 
the writer was talking about these dream circles that he was holding or these meditation circles that he was holding. And one of the practices that they were exploring is people going into meditations or going into the dream realm together. So setting the intention to go to a certain space or to find a certain thing together with the other dreamers in the circle. And so... um, This is something that we can do. We can dream together. We can meet ourselves in our dreams. And it happens very spontaneously anyways. Um, But this is another level in which we can begin to explore and create and be lucid and manifest experiences together. Um, Kind of in relation to all of this is dreams that there's certain dreams that I didn't understand until I woke up and shared it with somebody else um and these were dreams that were like literal events that were happening in other parts of the world so not just things that are happening in other dimensions but things that are happening in other parts of the world and um these are really hard to understand because you know, you're here in the U.S. or you're here in Africa or you're here wherever you are in the world. And unless you make the connection or unless the next day you hear about a festival that happened somewhere or a major political event that happened somewhere or a major ceremony that some happened somewhere, you don't really know. You don't really know if, you know, that dream had anything to do with an, another event. But I had this dream one time that was really like symbolic. There were animal totems involved. I was in this cabin-like setting and it, it was just very interesting um, to me, but I, I had no idea what it meant. I was just like, okay, all right. Um, I'm trying to think about and, and look up the symbolism between the things that I saw, but I really just had no interpretation. And um, that weekend, someone that is very close to me had traveled And when they came back, they told me about this experience that they had. It was a ceremony that they attended and the spirits that they had. And she mentioned one of the exact symbols that I had in the dream. And it made me realize that my spirit had traveled in a way to the space and the ceremony and had my own experience in the ceremony that I did not attend (laughs) in this physical realm. And listening to other people's dreams, they have, you know, realized similar things. You know, calling somebody the next day after a dream and finding out about a, a, a gathering, a family gathering or a ceremony that happened and realizing that their dreams was about um, being in attendance in their own way in the spiritual realm of this ceremony. So... I just think that is is interesting and and just real. It's it's just it's just a real thing and it's something that I want to mention because some of us um may be encouraged to look back at certain experiences or mo- or or moving forward um be more inquisitive and pay more attention to the events that are happening around you. So something that I find like it's, it's got to be funny. It's got to be a joke from the spiritual realms or it's just interesting. But I find it funny because in terms of our intuition speak to, speaking to us about other people and and things happening, I have found that, you know, as a spiritualist and as a reader, I'm doing readings for people. I'm tapping into um, their experiences, their ancestors and what's going on for them. And, um, you know, I'm dreaming, I dream about other people. I receive insight in dreams, I receive insight in meditations. You know, I'm picking up information about other people a number of different ways, even social media as we are scrolling through Instagram and Facebook. All of that information is going into our subconscious minds. And sometimes we dream about the people that we see, even on social media. (laughs) And um, one of the funniest things that I just have found is who the spirits tend to talk a lot about because at least to me this may just be me let me know if it's just me or if you're noticing this as well but I have noticed that the spirits tend to talk the most about it's like they just want to point out oh this person is spiritually gifted or this person got this going on with them or 
and some of my most magical dreams or most profound dreams is the spirits telling me about somebody who has absolutely no interest (laughs) in any of this stuff who doesn't think that dreams are significant who probably has no interested interest in being psychic or being spiritually gifted or going on a spiritual journey of any kind you know I just I just think it's funny um, that the spirits have the most to say about people who are so naturally gifted who are so My apologies, I got cut off there, but yeah, I just, I just find it interesting. I find it interesting that um, the spirits have most to say about those type of people. And um, one of the things that I take from this personally um, on, on, a, on another level is sometimes how important it is to just take this path easy you know, um, those of us who are very inspired by the ancestors, those of us who are very inspired by the spiritual journey, who go beyond just this being one part of their life, but who step into a space where this is your whole, your lifestyle, you know, whether or not I continue to do readings or retreats or whatever, I'm always going to be on the ancestral journey, right? This is my lifestyle. This is my journey and you know because this work is so much of what I do and who I am and well what I do um, and a, a big part of my life sometimes it's really important for us to just take a step back to let ourselves be interested in other things to be balanced and and to take things easy because sometimes the people who are most not worried or not concerned or not trying so hard Um, on anything in life are the ones that things come so easily to and so I take this to be um, a funny way that the spirits show me that um, it's important to flow it's important to allow things to flow naturally it's good to not always think take things so seriously um, and or not just be so um rush rushing into things manifesting a certain way um but yeah I thought that was interesting um so I have a few more things that I just want to mention um because this is getting long and I'm just talking but I I want to mention three more things one really quickly this is something I've mentioned in passing on social media but I do believe that we are being shown things that don't quite exactly exist in this physical realm and I'm not just talking about creatures and um um entities and spirits um that of other realms or other planets but I also speak about just being shown certain items being shown certain things that were that are common to us like a piece of cloth or a candle or any of these things but however it's something that doesn't physically exist here yet or that we or maybe it existed before but it's hard to find now so maybe it's a cloth but it's colors or a pattern that you've never seen before or it's a candle but the colors are colors that you've never seen before or the pattern of the different colors in the candle are ways that are never manufactured <laughs> in our society and um there we're just being shown things that don't exactly quite exist or we can't just go out and buy or access and one of the things that I see about this is that first of all you know our dreams sometimes our dreams are the spiritual realm is a mirror or at least some spiritualists and metaphysicians express that the 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 I don't know if it's the fifth dimension, whatever dimension <laughs> that the dream realm is, is a mirror. And so let's say you have a piercing on the left side of your nose. You may dream that your piercing is on the right side of the nose, or you will just see things kind of opposite in the spiritual realm in a way that's like a mirror, but slightly different. And so one, I thought I was good to mention, but also I think that we are being shown things that, you know, 
were significant to our are significant or were significant to our ancestors and to our guides and to our our other lifetimes. Um, And I think that this is a good opportunity for us to, you know, I talk, one thing that I go into more detail in the dream workshop is about how to take our dreams into this physical reality. Um, And I think it's just a good thing to mention because Some of us do have spiritual tools and spiritual methods that our ancestors did that is just not accessible. You know, it's easy to run out and buy a deck of tarot cards, for example. Um, But you may be shown a deck of cards with pictures that just don't exist right now. And so you may be guided to create your own thing or to bring your own symbolisms into our experience. And when there are things that we cannot exactly replicate, I think it's good to just notice the symbols and bring the symbols in um, as much as you can. You may not be able to print that fabric, but maybe you can draw it, you know. So um, I think that the last two things that I'll share are more from my personal perspective, Um One, you know, at the beginning of this episode, I just talked about how I went through a period of time where I struggled with, um, as a healer, seeing things sometimes for other people and not being able to see things for myself. And that is something that almost all elders talk about. It's something that is very common. Um, This is why even a seer or a healer still consults other healers or still turns to their elders um, who opened up the way for them because no one is meant to do any of this alone and um, and a part sometimes a part of our gift and our calling is to be of service and that is the the priority that some of our um, dreams or intuitions focus on because I'm we are called to serve we see the things that allow us to serve. And I know that for some of us, this can be very frustrating because as a result of that, many of us spiritually creative people then don't feel good enough or healed enough to do what they're supposed to be doing, to share what they're supposed to be sharing or share what is naturally flowing to them. And you know, my elders have pushed me to push past that and to push pushed us to push past that because it's a phenomenon that it ju- it just exists. You know, sometimes we're able to give from a space that um, is very powerful. And because we're dealing with certain things within our own self, we feel the need to retract and not give. And I think that that's unfortunate because it's, it's almost, if you look at the storylines, it was the case for everyone. You know, Jesus doubted himself. Shiva doubted himself. Everyone struggles with this, you know, and it doesn't mean that you don't have a destiny. It doesn't mean that you don't have something to give. The most important thing or the most, um, um, What you can actually do is continue to work on yourself, continue to heal on yourself, continue to unravel yourself, continue to shed, continue to let go. A big part of, you know, I feel like 90% of my work is just continuing to heal myself, continuing to delve, and not just heal myself, but continue to go deeper within myself. Um... All the energy that I give out, you know, what is given back to me, I I put back into myself as much as possible. I continue to invest in the medicines. I continue to invest in the teachings and the wisdom of the ancestors. And as long as I know that I am being responsible and proactive in my own healing, I feel balanced enough to share. And when I need to take a break, when we need to take breaks, we take breaks. But um, I think that I needed to mention that because I see what I'm saying reflected in other people all the time. And there are so many people that I know that I just 
I just think are so amazing and that I love so much and I think are so powerful and so it's like we all have something very a unique perspective to bring and sometimes I'm like yo other people need to hear this and um I I just want to encourage us all to share from where we are and to just be authentic. One of the reasons why I'm very transparent, I try my best to be transparent is because I um, I want it to be clear that I am being a healer to me is it means that I'm a woman healing myself. And as I'm healing myself, rays of light and beauty naturally just spring and shine you know into the world and I'm just going to do what I have to do to let that happen because it's already happening um whether or not you feel useful whether or not you feel like you're helping um your light is shining regardless of what you think about yourself at times and so thankfully (laughs) that is happening anyways um so now that I have gone on that tangent um I want to share something as a woman that I think is just profound. And I think it's something that we hear about and that we experience here and there. But the spirits spirits have just taken to another level for me. And I think I'm just going to mention this briefly um, and and delve deeper into it at another time in another episode. But I just want to mention the power that women have in connection to their children. Um, You know, Women are nurturers. Women are um, the gateway in which children are birthed into this world. And and so our connection to children and our children and other children is just very deep. And um, sometimes I speak about the spirit of unborn children. So children that have not come through our womb or have attempted to come through our womb, um, but are still in the spiritual realm. And so... Um, A lot of times you hear about women um, or someone in the family dreaming that, you know, a woman in the family is pregnant and then it actually happens or um, the spirit of children visiting their mothers in dreams in a number of different ways, either while the woman is pregnant. Um, But I don't think I personally have heard enough of experiences of the spirit of children when um, a woman isn't pregnant, when a woman is years before having a child. And this is something that definitely comes up a lot in readings. It's something that is very important. I just will say that. Um, But what I've experienced is the spirit of children coming very, very early and making themselves known in a way that you know who they are, you know why they're coming into this world. And we speak about this in African traditions in terms of like, you know, when when a child is coming into the world or when a child is born, you know, we do divinations and readings to understand how to name the child or what this child is coming with, what blessings, what challenges, you know, these types of things you hear about sometimes in more um, ancient um, ways of living our lives. But I have experienced the spirit of children coming and sharing such profound things in such a way that it it has led me to the understanding that we can have a relationship with our children long before they come. And I didn't understand that at first. At first it was strange. (laughs) But... um, I don't know, I'm smiling right now because I I really want to share this in a more thoughtful way. So I'm going to take some time to make um, an episode that can really dedicate to the feminine energy um, in a beautiful way. But I just had to mention it there at the end. So if you've made it this far, thank you for listening. I would love to hear what you think about some of these things because... um, I just want to keep adding on to my theories (laughs) and and continue learning. But thank you for listening. Um, The last thing that I'm going to share is a a dream that was sent to me that um, kind of goes along with this whole theme of the great mystery. Um, So let's let's go into that before we close.
This dream comes to us from a sister in South Africa, and this queen is, um, she works in the IT, um, she works for an IT company, and she's also a student getting her master's degree. Um, She is someone who knows she has spiritual gifts, but she has not necessarily gone through any form of of training or rites of passage yet, Um, but she works with her ancestors, and she she says that in real life um she's having this issue with her boss um where he's just ever since she started this job he's just been a bully um and and just very a very toxic environment for her and um in the dream she she talks about experiencing posting her resignation from the job um, written and verbal explicitly explicit, you know, specifically letting this job know that it was time for her to go and um, the as a result of that the parting was not amicable as she said it felt um, as if this boss was um, blaming her as if she didn't even um, submit a resignation um, and at, at some point in the dream, she she's just sitting in this research space and she is telling um, this white man in this environment about her boss's abuse. And the white man says, let him know when it happens again. And as the dream continues, she um, she's sitting she's writing and reading and this boss appears and begins insulting her tells her that she is useless that she's not going to amount to anything he's making her a victim and um and threatening her and within the dream she has a vision she has a vision of herself carrying a baby um and this baby happens to be one of the supervisors in this work environment and she says that she's holding the baby the baby is calm and, and 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 the mother asked her to hold the child because the mother needed to run errands and so she's holding the baby everything is the baby the baby is calm and sleeping and as she approaches the stairs she trips some kind of ways and falls and the baby is um it's kind of like rolls over but is caught by somebody else and the child is unharmed and this person just rehands her back the baby and so she's wondering what all of this means. She expressed um, her own perspective on it. One of the things that she said was that um, just the whole part where this this white man or this man in the office who told her that if this issue with her boss happens again to let her know, she took that as to mean that um, you know her ancestors is just reminding her to stay connected to let them know of what it is that is happening and what it is that she truly desires and just staying accountable in that sense of communication with her ancestors Um, but ultimately she wants me to to focus on the significance of the baby and um, for me it is kind of literal in the sense that I mean the child is the supervisor's um one of the supervisors in this environment. And to me, you know, our, metaphorically speaking, the baby can be a project, right? The baby can be her position or the work that she has been given to do in this in this work environment. Um, because the work that we do is, is the way that we care for the companies that we work for, right? And so um, when she's given the child, she's very calm, the child is sleeping, and to me, all the symbolism around the baby is how she's handling her work and her position in this work environment. So I see that, you know, through the symbolism, the dream that she's a good worker, she contributes, she creates calm and peace. Mm. She is somebody who is trustworthy, who um, is given responsibilities in her work because she is trusted. And to me, the staircase um, the, the fact that she tripped against the staircase is the disturbance in the work environment, which is obviously linked to this boss and his hatred and his threatening um, and it throwing her off of balance. Yes. And thus creating her to kind of, um, you know, uh, the child to be taken out of her hands. And so even if we think about her, her work falling out of her hands because she feels the need to resignate to 
um, leave this job (laughs) because of the toxic environment that this boss is creating, right? And so it takes her work out of her hands, just like the stairs have created this baby to fall out of her hands. And um, I think that it's significant that despite this obstacle with the stairs, despite this obstacle with the boss, um, the child is still okay and it's caught by somebody else. And then it's handed back to her. Yes. So for me, it's, it's simple in the sense that I believe that despite what is happening, the term oil and the boss, whether or not she decides to leave this job or she has already left, I feel like the work that she was doing is still okay. Mm. And that if not this job, but just the work that she's meant to be doing in the form of this baby is something that will be given back to her. So whatever difficulty yes, you are experiencing with this boss or at work and the environment and the different personalities, it's like your work, it still belongs to you. You are still responsible and you will be given the opportunity yes, to continue to do your work in a way that you can give naturally from that calm from that hardworking, from that, you know, whatever it is that you give in your, in your work. Um, so even if we just think about, you know, losing the child and then it being given back to her and it being unharmed, it's almost like this whole situation with the boss is, it seems hectic and it seems chaotic, but in the end, it's not going to ultimately negatively impact the work that you're meant to do whether it's in this space or in another space so that's my perspective (laughs) I hope that resonates with you um or just brings about insight that that helps you move forward in whatever way you feel you need to that is the perspective that I'm sharing today this episode is already longer than I expected but thank you for listening Um, If you feel called to share a dream, a vision, an experience, an omen, a sign with me that you would love to hear my perspective on, you can do so by sending me a message, um, direct message on Instagram or sending me a message on WhatsApp. All the information is in the show notes. If you would love to learn more about my work, you can do so at sacredliberation.com. If you've been listening to this podcast and um, you feel called to learn about dream work, understand how to do dream work and begin to understand your dreams and see dreams as your teachers, you can do so through my online class and workshop, The Cosmic Dreamer. It's on my website in the online classes section. Um, Just for those of you who are wanting to delve deeper into your own work with your dreams. And if you feel called to send me a message just to let me know how this resonate with, resonated with you, I'm happy to listen. It's 2020. <laughs> I'm wishing you blessings and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Peace. Peace.